Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shape It Up Over 40 podcast. I have a very spicy episode for you all today. Uh, My special guest and I are going to be talking about enjoying intimacy at any size. Um, We're going to be talking about how sex is important to your happiness and your relationship, how you don't need a perfect body to be intimate, and the most important factor to your lover, which may surprise you. Welcome to the Shape It Up Over 40 podcast. I am your host, Nicole Simonin, and I help women over 40 lose weight for the last time. There are no pills, no potions, no crazy diets, no foods off limits, and no insane workouts. I help my clients lose weight with three simple steps. Fuel your body, move your body, and manage your mind drama around losing weight. So when you become a VIP client, you get a customized workout plan. You've received coaching on all the mind drama that comes up with losing weight. I walk you through this process. And as we go along, I teach you the skills and tools to not just lose the weight, but to keep it off for good. So no matter what comes up in life, you will know exactly how to maintain your weight. If you're ready to start feeling the freedom of living in the body you want, book your discovery call today. On your free call, let's discover why you aren't achieving the results you want. Go to head, go ahead to shapeitupfitness.com slash call, C-A-L-L at the end there and schedule today. All right. So let's dive into today's topic, enjoying intimacy at any size. So my guest is a psychotherapist, former attorney, intimacy specialist, and a divorce buster. She helps women create sexy, loving marriages with the man they've got by helping them get happier, relate to their man in a way that makes him want to please and delight her and connecting deeply and lovingly in the bedroom. So my special guest today is Debbie Elzia. Did I say it right? Yes. Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) Great. So Debbie, thank you so much for coming on today and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this business. Yeah. So, um, I credit my long sex starved marriage. My first marriage, uh, my husband didn't touch me for almost 10 years. So I had a lot of time to think about sex and intimacy and relationships during that time. Then um, I married my wonderful beloved husband. And I always say like my David is like making a good man happy gives my life purpose. Mm -hmm. And around the same time, my daughter started to she spent a lot of time in, you know, both physical and mental illness challenges, serious, serious ones. So I got very interested in mental health and um, happiness and things like that. The science of of positive psychology, how to keep both my mood up and hers during difficult times. So that's between that. And then my husband and I discovered tantric sacred sexuality, and it was so beautiful and life-changing that I was just like, you know what? The sex is the glue that holds couples together. And that is like the missing link in a lot of the, you know, the therapeutic models and things like that. So I focus on positive psychology, like what makes life good, what makes life worth living. And, you know, you're not broken just because you're not enjoying your sex life. Female sexuality is complicated. It's an art. It's a science. It's a learned skill that you probably never learned. So, and also male, female dynamics as part of, you know, uh, modernly, the differences between men and women have been largely erased from the conversation. And they're like considered a bias. And it's like, if you only could understand how different we are and how we complement each other, you increase this male, female polarity and energy and dynamic and attraction. Why not, you know, use this to your advantage rather than trying to fight against it. 
So those are some different approaches from my life and my learning that I've woven in together to help women create loving, passionate marriages. Yeah. I love that you say that, um, that's the glue that, that keeps the husband and wife together, because I feel like, you know, as a committed married relationship, you know, like that's the only other person you're, you're supposed to be doing that with. (laughs) So like to have that, I mean, that is an intimate, that's like the, the one thing that you guys share that you're not supposed to be sharing with anybody else, you know? And, um, I also love too, like, yeah, there is no course on like, I mean, I'm sure there's courses now, but like growing up in our generation, I I don't know about you, but I was given a book to read about like, you know, reproduction and and that, and there's no, like, you know, putting a condom on a banana. (laughs) Yeah. Putting a condom on a banana. Right. That was like, (laughs) I think that was, we didn't have, I went to Catholic school, so that was not even happening (laughs) in school for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a learn by doing type thing until now that, you know, there is this, um, uh, there's a lot more, um, I think we're just a lot more open about talking about these. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, yes, you need to come on the show because, um, we haven't really dived into this on the podcast. And this is part of, especially being over 40, I think things change, um, not just, um, your relationship, but like who you are as a person, you know, as you get older, you kind of shift. And if you're not going in the same direction as your partner, your husband, things can get a little <laughs> dicey. And then so, menopause hits, you know, and menopause yeah. hits and that could totally shift your hormones and your mood. And, you know, you, a lot of women traditionally maybe have given up on their sex lives at that right. point, but we live until we're average of 80 years old anymore. We are sexual beings. We are born from sex. We are sexual beings our whole life. If we have a, a, a partner, they signed up to be monogamous with us for their entire lives. We have an obligation to keep this relationship loving and physical. It's a, it's a basic human need, you know? So, so I'm glad you had me on this fitness podcast, because I would say along with eating right and staying active and getting enough sleep and the other things that you help women with have a loving, sexy sex life. It's so good for your health. It's good for your heart health, your immunity, your sleep, your skin, your outlook, your relationship, it keeps your man alive longer. It's linked to lowered prostate disease, high, you know, heart, uh, lower cardiovascular conditions. Do you know a bad marriage will actually take seven years off a man's life, similar to smoking? Hmm. I'm so sure that keeping, could be the same for a woman too. <laughs> but they, they actually haven't found that, but they, they, the for are, man, seven yeah. years off his life, same as smoking. And so, hmm. you know, the, the particular, the sex benefits are great for women, but they're even more physically beneficial for men. Well, I don't think that's fair first off (laughs) because women tend to get the short end of the stick in some areas. Like, like as far as weight training and things like that, it's very easy for a man to gain muscle and to maintain that. And so when you said that, that's the first thing I thought of, like, you know, for women, genetically speaking in the, in the realm of, um, building muscle and preserving that lean muscle mass as we age, you know, we do kind of have the short end of the stick. That doesn't mean it's not possible. 
but yeah, we are estrogen dominant and the males are testosterone dominant. So it's true. They are going to be physically much stronger than we are. I mean, that's another thing that about, you know, understanding male, female gender differences, the sexual experience is so different from men and women because they are testosterone driven and we're estrogen driven in the bedroom. How does it show up? Well, estrogen makes us like distracted and judgy (laughs) and up in our heads frequently, right? One of the things that I help women with is how to be present in the moment. Like if you are, you have shame and guilt and body anxiety, and you are trying to suck in your stomach and you are resentful at your partner. I pity the fool that tries to seduce you. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. You got to get out of your head almost. So, but a man with his testosterone driven, like hunter instinct towards sex <laughs> is not having that same like experience. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that is a challenge for women sexually that men don't have. And yeah. then we're not built, you know, I mean, we're, we're built for survival of the species, right? We are built to, to carry babies and reproduce and such, and men are built to procreate as much as, as they can. That's why the typical uh, sexual experience for a man and a woman is often her struggling to orgasm while him struggling not to, <laughs> and often they both fail. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's dive into the three, um, points. Cause I want to make sure that we cover them. So how is sex important to your happiness and your relationship, which I kind of, I know we kind of dived into it a little bit, but is there anything else that you want to yeah. add to that? Well, yeah, we already did, you know, like it, you pledged monogamy towards each other. Right. And so we, it is like, you, you can't just wait until like necessarily I'm in the mood, right. I'm in the you know, mood. It's kind of like something that is, uh, could be like working out like a routine, like a workout for your relationship. And often it makes you feel closer together. It bonds you. The after effect can last for days. So even though you may not be in the mood to begin with, often you will get in the mood. So make it like a part of your workout routine is to connect lovingly, physically with your special other. Um, Then there's the health benefits of it too. And there's the relationship, the feel-good hormones and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I coach my women, not just on the, the sexuality aspects, but the relationship aspects. And one of my slogans is be your husband's girlfriend. Mm. It's fun to be his girlfriend. You know, we don't want to be his mother and be oh, nagging no. him and things <laughs> like that. We don't want to be his rival and his competitor. We want to be his queen mm. to his king and such. And it's just like... Being your husband's girlfriend is a playful, joyful place to be where you feel like a cherished woman. Yeah. I like that too. Um, for the aspect of like, when you're, when you're in girlfriend mode, like you have a different vibe about you, you know, like when you first started dating, you're not the same as when you've been married to them for 20 years. Do you know what I mean? And you know, all the ins and outs of everything that they do, that kind of thing. So I love like kind of getting into that mindset of like dating, you know, and just being the girlfriend rather than like you're saying, you know, nagging and which is kind of horrible to have that. (laughs) Like there is an image, I think of a, a wife in the sense of like, you know, they nag, they complain, they, you know, all these negative things, which again, you get to decide how you want to show up as a wife, but, um, you know, let's, let's start dispelling that that let's break through that, you know, let's, let's not do that anymore. (laughs) That's what I say. 
so much so easier. True. You don't get, get the best. It doesn't work either. It, you you yeah, don't get no. the best out of your man by yeah. doing that. When you show up as your best self, and I help women with the, the you know, show up less stressed in a good mood. And, you know, you, you are so largely responsible for, for our own happiness. If you show up that way, your man is drawn to you. Yeah. Yeah. When you I, are well, cheerful and in a good mood. Yeah. He I think wants that, to please you. <laughs> that can cover any aspect. Like um, I was just coaching a client on this the other day in the sense of like how you show up, like once you're really solid with you and like who you are, what you want rather than the expectations or that are put on us by society or generational, or, you know, what we were taught as kids, like when you show up as you, it's like, people are just drawn to you, you know? And I'm not saying, I'm not talking relationship wise. I'm talking just like in general, like when you show up as your authentic self, you have different relationships with people. And you, even the people that you've known for years, it's interesting yeah. how yeah, speaking of being authentic, right? Showing up authentically, that is also part of um, my intimacy coaching for women is what do you like? You know, do you even know what you like? There's this, there's this vast sexual menu that that's includes like what emotions do you want to feel? Do you want to mm -hmm. feel cherished, powerful? playful, naughty, you know, what do, what do you want? You can't just yeah. go into outsourcing your whole sensuality and sexuality to a man who brings his manly point of view to it and then wonder why it's not good for you. And yeah. you can't just go in and saying, I don't know what I like, but I know I don't like that. Mm, <laughs> we are really we good at knowing a little we, bit. Yeah. We know what we don't like. I think that again is across the board. We all know we don't like whatever. Let's start going, gravitating more towards this is what I like. <laughs> Leave that right. other stuff so, alone. Yeah. So yeah. I find that most women really enjoy emotionally connected, lovemaking kind of, of sexual connection. And so that's kind of the, the woman that is drawn towards me, the more sensual, maybe the more spiritual. I'm not the biggest kinkster, you know what I mean, in the world. I'm certainly not advocating polyamory, those kind mm -hmm. of things. So I get, I, I, I'm, attracting women who are married monogamous and want lovemaking and connection and feeling cherished and also having fun and playfulness in the bedroom, but you have to know, and then you have to be able to communicate it in a way that feels connecting rather than critical, which is also an art. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's great. Um, so let's go into how you don't need a perfect body to be intimate. And I yeah, love this so topic because body image is so big with, and I'm not going to downplay the importance of being healthy and, you know, yeah. being, eat, you know, eating right, getting activity and staying fit. Oh, by the way, here's a good thing you can use for your clients on how exercise is great for your sex life. Four things. One, um, it increases, reduces stress, right? Stress is the biggest killer of libido and desire. If you are all stressed out, as I mentioned before, you are not going to be in the mood. So exercise can reduce your stress. It boosts your mood, right? You get endorphins, you feel better. You feel better about your body. Isn't it funny how even in small doses, mm. exercise makes you feel better about your body. And also don't forget, Nicole, it gets blood flowing. Yes. Blood flow to the genitals, to the breast, to the, to the body circulation also increases your potential for arousal. So, and your pleasure, you know, your pleasure. Yeah. So, so go do your workouts, why. ladies. <laughs> yeah. This workout then. 
But on the other hand, there's no sense in waiting till you have a perfect body to yeah. enjoy your sex life. Because one thing, you know, most of it, nobody has a perfect body. Even models are airbrushed mm-hmm. or have eating disorders or, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like there's, it's a myth. We women are often comparing ourselves, not just to a perfect woman, but to like all perfect women in a composite, right? Yeah, you're All right. the best characteristics and we're comparing ourselves and it's just not fair to us. It's not living our lives today. And, you know, if we are, we have a, a good lover, if we have a lover, they picked us. They know we didn't have a perfect body. You're the only naked woman in the room. <laughs> So why not have some fun? And if your lover is a male, it is proven that males are so much less judgy about the female body than the, than we would be to ourselves, right? We are Mm -hmm. mean girls against ourselves. Oh yeah. And, um, but when you think about it, there's so much to love about the, the female body. It's so curvy. It's so primal for a man. It's primal. It's primitive, you know, to want that body. It feels so good to him that think about you are, your body is a turn on to your man. And the thing that men, if you ask men what they want, most of all, they never, they don't put perfect body at the top of the list, Nicole, do you know what they put at the top of the list? No. That their woman has a good time, that she enjoys <laughs> his lovemaking, yeah. right? That she's yeah. enthusiastic about being a partner. And that's largely within our control. Mm. Again, if we're all judgy, body shame, guilt, and resentment, and all this, we can't show up as a turned on woman that's going to enjoy ourselves. Yeah. We need to get over our blocks to lovemaking in connection. And that largely comes down to us. In fact, I published a paper for the um, Association of Marriage and Family Therapy about that, which is not every um, sexual challenge is a couple's challenge. It Did it predate the relationship and would it exist outside the relationship? In that case, it could be, it could be coming from her, right? Her issues, um, lack of knowledge, lack of creativity, lack of trust and safety in the relationship, or it's not necessarily, I shouldn't say it's all emanating with her, but it's within her control to fix them. I know that because that's what I do. I work with the woman single-handedly to change the dynamics of the relationship. The man is usually just glad to climb aboard. <laughs> He's just glad to have a woman that feels sexually empowered, Yeah, you know, that, that is confident and wants to be with him. Yeah, I think I, I deal with um, a lot of this comes up in what I do with coaching in the sense of like, and it's not just women, I think, but like as a person, you're always trying to change the other person, the circumstance, whatever's going on. And it really is flipped. Like you, once you understand and um, know that you get to think however you want to think, you get to show up however you want to show up and owning that power that's what changes a relationship. Cause like your husband, your husband doesn't have to do anything different in order for that connection to happen in the sense of like, once you manage your mind, exactly what you're saying. Like if you're, you've got squirrels running around your head during that intimate time, it's you like take the time to be like, okay, I have control of this. And this is how I want to, this is how I want to show up. This is how I want, you know, the feelings or whatever's going on, you know, how you, how, what do you want out of that? 
Yeah, there's an exercise that I do with my clients, which is a brainstorming session on, I turn myself on when, and I turn myself off when, right? Mm, we yeah. And they can come up with huge lists. Like I turn myself off when I let myself get stressed. I do, you know, I do... Yeah, this, all I think my things. body is ugly. Yeah. But then they <laughs> actually can brainstorm. I turn myself on one. Yeah. When I wear something pretty, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I take a bubble bath, when I see friends, when I see my man, like looking, you know, charming and I notice how, ch- you know, yeah. charming he is or something like that. There's so many ways that we can either turn ourselves on or turn ourselves off. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the sense of like, what are you looking at? Like, I know, Um, I I deal a lot with mindset in the sense of like, whatever your brain is kind of leaning towards, it will create a whole bunch of evidence to support that. So in the sense of like, if you feel like you're not good in the bedroom or whatever, you're going to, your brain's going to start looking for all the evidence of why that's true. But if you're like, no, I'm pretty good or whatever thought you want to have, then all of a sudden you start creating. And I love that exercise because you're, you're essentially creating what turned you on. Yeah. You know, and what you're saying is also you're focusing on the positive and that's why I resonate with the coaching model versus the therapeutic model. Cause let's face it traditionally in, in psychotherapy or even in couples counseling, the question is what's the pain? What's the problem? What's the pain? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. We explore that in my coaching model. I'm like more like what's good. What do you like? What's good in your life? And how can we get more of that? Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. ramps it up so much faster. Eventually we can, you know, get to the pain and the problem, but why not start from a, a higher place of more pleasure, more connection, ramp that up faster by focusing on the positive. Yeah. I love that. Um, I definitely, uh, I always tell my clients, it's not about having like Pollyanna thoughts, but it's really like, which thought is, which thought feels better? You know, do you want to feel negative? Or do we want to feel positive? And, and we gen, tend to gravitate to want to feel positive in whatever situation we are in. So Debbie, tell everyone where they can find you. And I know you have a special offer for them. So I'm going to let you tell them all about it. My website and my business name is, is more intimacy. So moreintimacy.net. I chose the word intimacy because the word has such different meanings for both men and women, right? So typically if you ask a woman, what does it mean to have more intimacy? Oh, it's loving connection, this special kind of closeness, conversation. Ask a man. What would it mean like to have more intimacy for you? <gasps> Six, right? <laughs> but that's so key because frequently what we what we forget, ladies, is our man is different and often the way to his heart, the way to get the best out of him is not through his stomach. It's about <laughs> 10 inches below to get to your man open up. <laughs> Right. To get your man to open up his heart. It's often this sexual bonding. And that is having a good sexual bond and relationship, being his girlfriend. It it brings out the best in both of you. So that's the name of my business is moreintimacy.net. I work with women, particularly in committed relationships with men. um, And I have a quiz on my website that's helpful, which is what's blocking your bliss. Um, I have this philosophy that women need seven things for a great sex and love life. And that is knowledge, worthiness, and confidence, um, creativity, time, 
embodiment, ability to get out of your head, sexual fitness, which we've talked about, and I'm forgetting one. Oh, emotional connection, <laughs> emotional connection. So it'll be like, which of these, the quiz is about which of these are you most needing in your intimacy to have a, a great sex life? Um, and then, so that's on my website. I also offer women a complimentary call to explore your vision and your challenges. So you can find that at More Intimacy and you can join my Facebook group, which is called More Intimacy in Marriage for Women. Awesome. So join my Facebook group. Thank well, you. And if anybody missed any of those links, um, they will be in the show notes. So you can check them out below or other wherever you're listening or watching, um, it will be in there as well. It's also at shapeitupfitness.com for this episode and you can find all the links there. All right. So let's dive into our speed round. I always like to joke it's the listener's favorites and my favorite, but not so much the guests. <laughs> favorite time of the show, but um, I'm so just going to ask you a couple questions and they're pretty easy. So the first one is, do you like cats or dogs more? I have two dogs. So I would have to say dogs. Good. What kind of dogs do you have? Oh, they're adorable. Where are you? I was going to call come right in the door here. <laughs> one's awesome. a Samoyed and one's a Spitz. Oh, cool. Very cool. I like All the right. snow. What's that? They like the snow and I live in Loveland, Colorado. So the dogs like the snow. It's oh, good. that's handy. That's handy. We're supposed to, at the time of this recording, we were supposed to get like a nor'easter coming up in Jersey. So we'll see. I like snow as long as I'm like snowbound. <laughs> I don't have to drive in it. Right. Uh, next question. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Well, when I was younger, it was the Brady Bunch, which was already like on every day after school. And then as I got older, like it was in high school, I watched the love boat all the time. And I kind of look at the love boat as like one of the reasons why I'm just like this hopeless romantic today. I'm just hope actually not hopeless, but I'm, a, I'm such a romantic. That's why I love to help couples stay together and fall in love again. Yeah. I attribute that a lot to the love boat. Yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think, I, I always considered myself a romantic as well. Um, but I used to read, and I don't know if anybody knows this, it's Georgiette Hire books. Um, and they were like period books, but they were romance, oh, but like not, yeah. I know some of you guys like the, the, the romance romance. This was like Pride and Prejudice type romance <laughs> books, which Pride and Prejudice is also one of my favorite books and movies. Um, but yeah, the, I love the, the idea of the romance, especially that time period for some reason. So. Oh yeah. Often in my coaching clients, I recommend they read erotica or romance novels and such. In a way we have to counteract the effects of porn because porn mm. has become the de facto sex ed. And that's where men and women both learn sexuality. And it's, there's no lovemaking in porn. There's no loving, honoring, yeah. cherishing. There's not even really good techniques in <laughs> porn for what a woman needs. So we have to unlearn porn and romantic things like erotica can be an antidote. Yeah, I guess too, with the way our society is, you know, um, I would imagine that on YouTube and things like that, like, like porn is probably more accessible than, I, I don't know. And this is, this is a realm that I don't dive into, but like, I, other than like, you know, I guess the loving relationship videos are not out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're in the books. <laughs> All right. So tantric. You, I would, I say that uh, too, but tantric sacred sexuality would make lousy porn because it's all about like slow loving connection and not just about well, like bam, bam, bam. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm generalizing this, but isn't, I mean, I think porn when it first came out was more intended for the males. 
Oh, it always, it's you know still what I mean? is. Yeah, 90% of porn, not, porn is so addictive, but over 90% of porn addicts are male. Makes sense. They're more visual, right? They are more visual. We are yeah. more oral, right? We like to hear beautiful words, for instance. All right. So what the third question is, is if you could pick a superpower, which would it be? Oh, do I get a multiple choice on that? <laughs> what would be your first? Well, I would love to fly. Oh, I would love to fly. I would love to fly too. Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm. Yeah. Especially in <laughs> this time that we are in, just like grab a suitcase and off you go. <laughs> I don't even need a suitcase. Just fly like a bird. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Soar, soaring. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. So let's wrap everything up. And Debbie, if you could give the listeners one tip, one takeaway to just kind of hone in on, that would be great. Well, just don't wait until you have this perfect body, which you probably never get. We're all getting older too, on top of it, right? Come on. None of us have a perfect body, but it's time to enjoy it now. Here, Oh, here it is. If you have a man, he would rather feel your warm, curvy body pressed up against him and enthusiastic than he would rather have some skinny, indifferent body, right? So press it, you know, feel, enjoy, <laughs> step into your sensuality and enjoy yourself. Awesome. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for being on the show today. And ladies, you know that all the information will be in the show notes for you to check it out. So I hope you all enjoyed this uh, podcast and I will see everybody next week. Have a wonderful week.